Welcome to the Frederick Riverson podcast, where we decode narcissists and manipulation to avoid them in the future and get ourselves out of toxic situations. Just a reminder that these episodes are also on the YouTube channel that you can find under Frederick Riverson. When you watch on YouTube, you will be able to see some graphics that I use, some diagrams I use, and also some summaries. There's extra information. So even though listening on the go is practical, you will get more value if you watch on YouTube. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode. Hi again. Hi. This might come as a surprise to you, but I believe that hoovering is actually a blessing in disguise. What is hoovering? Hoovering is when we break up with a partner and the partner suddenly tries to come back into our life by contacting us, by maybe trying to see us, by trying to reignite something of a spark that might still be there. It's difficult to manage, especially if we're not really sure that we did the right decision, if we regret it, if we think we might have made a mistake. And that is why it's a blessing in disguise, because it's a very good test to see if we've learned our lesson, or if we need more unpleasant experiences to learn our lesson. Once we've learned the lesson, it's very easy to move away. But until we have, it's very interesting to, to take a step back and observe the symptoms and see to what extent we're tempted. Now, why would we be tempted? Well, it's rather simple. When we're in an unhealthy relationship, a toxic relationship, we see some very nice sides, some upsides, and some very unpleasant sides, some downsides, disadvantages. And it can be tricky to reconcile the two. Because why would such a nice person behave in such a foul and disgusting way? It doesn't really make sense. Of course, we could argue that nice people don't pretend to drown kittens, but kitten drowners pretend to be nice people. So if we observe the worst of the relationship, if we observe the behaviors that tells us what we're really up against and what we're really facing and who the person really is, until we've integrated this, it can be really tempting to still want to believe the positives, thinking, well, maybe, Maybe it's going to work out. Maybe it actually was a mistake, a misunderstanding. Maybe this person, the positive person, is really real. And that's what the hoover is there to test. So I'm going to share with you some techniques to manage the hoover, to make sure that you are less susceptible to get sucked in and drawn in to more nightmare. The technique is relatively simple. The reason why we have a vulnerability is that we use the word maybe. We believe that something might happen. We have hope that something might happen. And hope, I'd like you to consider it as hopium, as a very toxic, very addictive drug that means makes our brain not function properly. The issue with hope is that hope is not nuanced. We hope something might happen. Why? Who knows? Because maybe it will. We're not looking at what is convincing for things to happen. And that is really what we should be looking at. So there is a relatively simple trick to use to reframe the mind and make it easier to understand what we're getting back into. And it's quite simply this. Let's imagine you reinserted this person into your life. What do you think would happen? 
you've got basically three scenarios. Either things can be the same as before, or things can be better than before, or things can be worse than before. So what I'd like you to do, if you're considering to, to reinsert something like this into your life, what I'd like you to do is write down each of the scenarios. So same, you can put same in the middle, better, same, worse. And I'd like you to ascribe a probability to it. Put it in percentage. Do you think there's a 50% chance things are the same? Do you think it's a 80% chance things are better? The total amount, of course, must be 100%. So put a probability. And then consider, if things are the same as before, would you want that person back in your life? And then consider, if things are worse, well, would you want that? And also ask yourself the question, was the relationship on a downward trajectory? If things were gradually getting worse, that means that the same as before means things continuously getting worse. Is that what you want? If it is, good luck, knock yourself out. And if it isn't, then maybe readmitting this person into your life isn't a wise idea. Because maybe things will be better. Yeah, it's true, maybe. But maybe might be a 1% chance. You might not find it convincing that things might be better. You might hope for them to be better, but it's not really convincing. It's really important to understand the nuance between hoping for something and seeing what is convincing. Leave hope aside. Hope has a role. The role of hope is when we've done everything under our control. We hope that destiny will help us. If you want to heal from a toxic relationship, there's some things you can control. Control those things and then trust the process. Then hope it's going to work out. When I work with people, it's exactly what we do. I can't guarantee outcomes. I guarantee there will be some improvement. Will it be enough? I don't know. But it's probably going to be better than doing nothing. So we follow whatever we have under control, and then we leave some room for hope. So in this case, we hope things will be better, maybe. But why would they be better? That's a really important question. And you need to look for a credible answer. If the answer is because I'd like them to, that's not a credible answer. Why would I win if I play at the, um, if I gamble? Why would I win? There's no credible answer. Statistically, the odds are massively against me. So why would I even do it? I mean, I might enjoy the thrill, but I'm not expecting the outcome of winning. If we readmit a toxic person into our life, let's see what we expect. Put numbers to it. It's really important. Once you've written down the numbers, you can't argue with it. They're your numbers. And look for the reasons. If you go, there's a 20% chance thing can be, things can be better, explain why. If someone comes back, explains how they got something wrong, how they hurt you, how they're not happy with their behavior, how they took specific measures to work onto something, how they're going to hold, them, hold, um, hold themselves accountable. And they made certain commitments. That increases the probability, the likelihood of it being convincing. But if the answer is, well, it might work out this time, it's not really convincing. Take another example. If someone runs 100 meters in 20 seconds, on average, 20 seconds. They might be able to run it in 10, but it's highly unlikely. They might be able to run it in 15, it's highly unlikely. How would they even get down to 18 if they never got down to 18 so far? If they always did more than 20 seconds, how would they do it? I don't know, it's not convincing. 
I would not bet on it. So view things this way, view them as probabilities, as though you were going to bet on them. And you can even consider, but we know, would you bet on the outcome? If you had $10,000 or $100,000 to bet, would you bet on a specific outcome? Maybe, maybe not. Look at which one is the most likely and follow that. It's very important. Once you do that, when someone tries to hoover you, instead of reminiscing about the nice parts from the past, you'll be seeing what the picture was, and I'll do another video about how to get a nuanced picture. Remember the downsides. Remember the, the image of the kitten drowners. The things you could not live with. Why should it be any different next time? And if you don't have a good answer, don't expect it to be different. It might work for you. Maybe you want more of it. Don't be surprised if you get exactly what you had. And if there's no good reason for things to be different, maybe they won't be. I hope that was helpful. Thank you very much for watching this video. Thank you for the likes, the subscribes, the comments. I really appreciate it. And it's really motivating me to put out more content. I try to keep it short to the point, at the same time, deep enough. It's an interesting exercise for me to do. I could go on for hours talking about this, but it's forcing me to be more direct and probably produce better quality. So um, I really appreciate this exercise. Thank you very much for watching and take good care of yourselves. Bye.